This episode of the Wings of Blue Cheese podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian division of the Cast Horse Podcast Network, a podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the Wings of Blue Cheese podcast and the Buffalonian podcast, with more shows on the way very soon. Find these shows wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or simply visit our website posted in the episode description. Now, without further ado, let's get into the latest edition of the Wings with Blue Cheese podcast. Welcome to it. What's going on, everyone? My name is Evan Harrington, and to my right, I'm here with Joel Frazy for episode five of the Wings with Blue Cheese podcast. And that intro that was just played was made by our very own uh, Joseph Cali, and that was an awesome intro. I mean, Joel, that was your first time ever seeing it. Yeah, just just you know, quick reactions to it. What'd you like about that? It? That's awesome. Um, props to him. Uh, that that's that's incredible. They picked the song too that i yes uh, yes that i wanted so uh yeah oh my god a little eminem but uh yeah yep. no that's uh, that's incredible so yeah uh, yeah kudos to him that's a uh, great job yeah no because I, I remember talking to joe he's like yeah i got i got the podcast or the the intro for the podcast for you guys i was like oh really and i look at him like oh that's pretty cool and like the the, the logo on the puck going through on the slap shot and stuff is pretty cool so props to you joe um and all and all that so Tonight, you know, today's going to be a little less of a, I would say, action-packed episode compared to others just because we're in the midst of the offseason. There's only so much to go about. We're going to keep it more hockey, uh, you know, related today. Maybe next week we'll get into a little Lions and Bills training camp talk and discussion, but there wasn't too much going on right now, so we're going to stick to the hockey basis of it. But later in the show, we got something to get to, and that is our top 10 right-wingers in the NHL. Last week, we did left-wingers. The week before, we did centers. But today, we're going to get to our right-wingers. But before we get into that, there's you know there's two little games that I want to play uh, with you, Joel. And you know they're kind of the guessing games that we've been doing oh, a little bit over, over the past couple of weeks on the Wings with Blue Cheese podcast here. Um, in the first one, uh, I was scrolling through Twitter. I don't know. You may or may not have seen this, whether that was on my Twitter or someone else's. Um, you know, the headline of the tweet says uh, most points in a season by an 18 year old in the last 30 years. And there's 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 five players on this list, right? OK. OK, so yeah, I, just gotta think, I just got to think of players that have been drafted, obviously high and had stellar first seasons, a.k.a. Calder, and, Calder Trophy. Yeah. And they're 18 year old in their 18 year old yeah. season. Yeah, exactly. And there's five. OK. So there's five of them. Okay, so I'll take the I'll take the easy route out first with Crosby. He's got to be on there. Yep, Crosby with 102 points. Yep. I'll, I'll tell you, he is he is the highest on the. He list is the highest. Point. Okay, so that doesn't make me feel any better. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, uh, can I go? Um, in the past 30 years, uh, did no, I no, I can't say. I was Ovechkin. No, Ovechkin, no. Ovechkin's not on there. Okay. Um, who had who had a stellar who had a stellar Calder year? Um shoot, I need a I, I need to refresh uh, my memory on these uh on these Calder. So I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you right now. Um after yeah. Crosby, 
there's about yeah. a 40 point drop off. Oh, wow. Okay. So, okay. So like, wow. Is, like um, big shoot. I mean, is, is Maritz cider on there? No. Okay. No. Okay. Cause I was going to say he got like 60 points or something. So I thought he could have been up there. Um, okay. So there's a 60 point drop off. Um, remember by an 18 year old. By an eight, yeah, I know. By an eighteen-year-old, I'm trying to think of who who entered the league right away. Yeah, who entered the league right away? Um, oh my God, Ev. Uh, who entered the league right away? I'm Paul Korea did not enter. He came out of college. I know he. Nope. I know he did stellar his first year. I mean, we're talking eighteen years old. I mean, Jack, Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes. No, no. Okay, I'll say. Think with the Teller. last. No, think within the last 10 to 12 years of draft drafting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, Austin Matthews. No. What? Are yeah, but remember. By oh, but he's not 18. He's not 18. Yeah. Ah. It's, it's a hard list. It's, it's, there's a couple guys that are the very prominent known players, and there's a few guys that are very good players, but you don't really think of superstars or okay. franchise changing players. True. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to think of superstars. Um, okay. So how about, uh, how about Eichel? No. Did he not play as an 18 year old either? Well, he did, but he didn't play the full he did, years. He didn't do. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Who played? Sure. I mean, it's such a, it's such an, um, it's such a simple question, but it's like, it's like, who do you, who comes to mind first is who came into the league right away and did spectacular. Um, can you give me? Can you give me? Um, pick a guy and give me a team or something. Just help me out. A um, little bit. I'll tell you the team he was on when he did this. Okay. Uh, Winnipeg. He was on Winnipeg when he did this. Okay. Was it Patrick Line? Yes, sixty-four points, number two. Line, you know, yeah, Line. Line came in and dominated right away. So was it his Very second year? Was it his second year that was his sophomore slump then? More likely than not, yeah. When you okay, take a look at. I was gonna say because he like obviously with the trade and and everything like I I I, I oh wow okay I forgot about that yeah okay. still I mean he's still a very good goal scorer but oh obviously you know, ever yeah. since his, his his rookie year um at eighteen years old he's kind of you know slumped down from where his progression could have you know, proceeded to go in his in his career um, definitely oh wait hold on before you before you give me another hint is uh Patrick Kane one no really okay um Jonathan Taze? No, think, okay. think last 10, 12 years and then forward. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, other, other than that, uh, give me uh yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's keep it. Guy keep won it with a, the uh, a Stanley cup championship in the last three years. Oh, in the last three years. Oh, McKinnon. Yep. Okay. He's number um, uh, four on this list. He's number four. Okay. How about three points? How about um, a guy like How about a guy like Pasternak? Nope. Yeah, on that list, no. Um, well, I was just thinking of somebody too, who also had a good. Uh, dang, I just, I just, um, I just was thinking. I'll, oh, I'll Sagan. give you another. Sagan. Who? The Sagan one? No, no. Uh, Sagan, no. I'll give you another. Um, a Canadian team out west. Kachuk. I was thinking because he was with Calgary, right? Um, you you're, you got the theme right. There's a rivalry, Calgary. Oh, oh, McDavid. No. What? Uh, McDavid. Um, I remember McDavid got injured his his uh, rookie year. Oh yeah, he did. He did. He did. 
I still, even though he got injured, I still would have thought he would put up more <laughs> points. <laughs> um, okay, Western. Um, oh, maybe, uh, maybe um, Nugent Hopkins. Yep, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number five. Yeah, he did list. have a good year. Yeah. How many points? And Fifty-two. Okay. And you're missing the number three guy on this list that's tied with Nathan McKinnon. He's got sixty-three. Okay. okay. Give me, a, give me a conference. I can guess. Um, Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. Ooh, is it a Tampa Bay player? No. Really? Is it a Carolina player? He played for Carolina at the time. Yeah. When it happened? Yep. Is it Jeff Skinner? Yep. I knew it. Oh my god. Jeff no Skinner. Way. Yeah, Is Jeff Skinner. I didn't I so I knew he came into the league hot, but I didn't know he was 18 when it happened. Yeah, Jeff Skinner came into the league as an 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. Lit up the league, 63 points, all-star selection his first year, and he didn't repeat that same season for like another 8 or 9 years until he got yeah. to Buffalo and he had 63 yeah. points. Like his yeah. his best season was 63 points. His for like his entire career. It's, it's just tough, crazy man. to think. It's, it's tough. I mean, it really is. And then obviously when you have the media in your ear too, like, you know, the and then the pressure builds because it's like, hey, you did this your first year. What the hell is going on? You know, yeah, no, I, yeah. Dang, that's that's unbelievable. Um, yeah. I would I really would have thought that uh actually, you know what? I guess I take that back. I thought Tampa Bay would have been a strong uh candidate for a player, but they kind of they they kind of develop their players the right way. So they yeah. kind of wait, you know, they wait until they're ready to really step them in unless they're, you know, a stud. But yeah, yeah. no, that that's a that's a fun game, man. I, I like that. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I I didn't so I was a little, you know, cautious with it because I didn't know if you saw my uh Twitter. Well, now it's called X the other yeah. day. Cause I did tweet that out. I was like, I did quote tweet it, I'm yeah. pretty sure with Jeff Skinner. I was like, I'll look at Jeff I'm sure Skinner. I brazed oh I'm sure I brazed over it. Yeah, but you're like, oh, this guy. Dang. Um so that one's wrapped up. That was uh, that was over uh, with Big Head Hockey on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. On his Twitter account, post some good stuff over there. Um, but the second one is the uh, top ten worst contracts in the NHL via the contract. Athletic. So remember Ooh, last week okay. we did best. Yeah. This week yeah. we're gonna do the worst. Okay. Um, All right. We're gonna skip the honorable mentions. We're gonna get right into the top ten. Okay. Right? The, okay. So this is top ten. Worst contracts. Worst contracts in the NHL. Okay, so I'll definitely be able to get – I think I should be able to get a couple right off rip. Um, But I'm trying to see if – If there's – yeah, so we'll, we'll start from 10, 10 to 1. You, okay, you want to start from 10 to 1? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, so I, I, go ahead. If, if there's any guesses you want to go for, get them out well, of Well, I think um, – I think the – First one is gonna be. I think. I think I can guess number one. I'm assuming it's gonna be the Carlson contract, unless they unless they factor this past year into it. Um, Carlson is not on here. He's not on there at all. Nope. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna. Yeah. I guess. I guess just. Um, I mean, I you, you start me off. Yeah, just start me you, off. You had the route defensively, at least. Yeah. Okay. So, so I I, I, wanted... am I guessing number ten or am I guessing number one? You're guessing anyone, just because I want to see where you're yeah, going to well, go. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, another another good one would probably be Seth Jones. Yes, yeah, Seth Jones is actually number one on this list. Okay. So yeah, that, that makes times sense. Nine point five. 
So he, the thing he, is, though, is like he could have a sick year and then he's going to be just like Carlson because if this list came out last year, Carlson's number one. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I mean, that's true. So, you never know. You know I, I, well, you got to value it within time, right? Last year, Jeff Skinner could have been on this list, right? Yeah. Then, yeah, then he turned it around. Know. And now Jeff Skinner's contract I've told you my looks like. Opinion on that. Yeah. I've told you my um, honest opinion on it. Yeah. So we got number one out of the way. Uh, that's Seth Jones. But we'll go back to 10 and work our way down to two. Um, this guy, um, you know, pretty well-known player, uh, his, you know, his entire career, very good assistant on the ice playing with one of the more prominent goal scorers of this generation, not the most mm -hmm. prominent. Um, he's got a two-year deal, $9.2 million per season okay. at number 10 on this mm -hmm. list, Eastern right. conference player. Wait, you said he was playing with one of the best players in the league? One of the most prominent goal scorers of this generation. Prominent cool. assistant. Yeah, in the, in the Eastern Conference. Yep. And he's on a bad contract? Yep. Don't tell me they're saying Stamkos. No. Assistant. Okay. He's a prominent assistant. Oh, like a, like a playmaker? Yep. Two years, 9.2. It's a really weird contract. Yeah, no kidding. I, that's this is completely throwing me off. Who the hell? I feel like I, I feel like I should know this. Um, who's who's? I played who's with signed? prominent goal scorer, very yeah. very prominent goal scorer. The guy I like, who I feel like an idiot guy, right now. He 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 assisted this prominent goal scorer his entire career for the most part. Mm hmm. He's an Eastern Conference player. Yeah. A little on a little on the older side. Okay. When it's all said and done, probably Hall of Fame career. Oh, Patrick Marlowe. No? no. Thornton? No. Plus right now. Oh, he's playing right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's one of those ones that's so obvious. It, I Oh my god, it's one of those ones that's so obvious that I can't get it. Um, you want me to tell you the team? <laughs> I mean, if is that gonna give it away? Yeah, probably. I just can't. I I'm just the the part that's throwing me off is the um, the part that's throwing me off is obviously the the the, the nine point two for two years because I feel like I should know that. And when when was it signed? Was it la so it was last year? Is so he going into I think his it second was, year? I think, I think it was signed a little bit ago, like last year, I believe. Yeah, so he's gonna. He's... Is it prominent goal scorers? Crosby's not a goal scorer, so I can't say. No, Malkin? no, he was he was a guy that assisted a prominent goal scorer over his career. He was, so he was he was the he was the number two guy for the longest time. You could argue he was the number number two guy. Yeah, Dude, I can't even. Yeah, you're gonna have to give me a team. I don't want to hold this up. Washington. Wait, is it Washington? Oh, oh my God, Washington. Um. Oh no, it's not Backstrom, is it? Yeah, Backstrom. Oh no, he was one of my he's one of my favorite players back in the day. So I'm a, so for all the fans out there, I'm a '98, so I I'm 20. I just turned 25. Like. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
my my childhood i love like i almost like backstrom more than i liked ovechkin like that guy he played a complete game i loved watching him play he was like pure playmaker and he was a skilled sweet um unbelievable guy off the ice war number 19 too my, my favorite number i mean it's just he had he, oh he was he was amazing that is i had no idea that they signed him for that much money for two years yeah yeah but he got nicholas, hurt though right yeah because well, yeah, it goes nicholas backstrom contract with the washington capitals on oh, so he yeah. signed in 2020 the contract of the capit of 9.2 so this sign would was signed as a five year, but he's got mm -hmm. two more years on it, obviously. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, at one point in time, this contract would have been completely worth it, but Bastion just isn't the same player he once was. And, you know, I mean, that's not his fault. I mean, that's just the, uh, exactly, exactly. Know, the natural growth of, of the game. It goes better or worse as, as yeah. you know, grow throughout, you know, your playing career. Um, yeah. so that's number 10, number nine. Um, I'd say this guy is a contract, um, seven years, nine point three million. Um, a very skillful, or I, I can't give away his position, but plays for a very talented team that hasn't been able to get over the hump. And he's one of the prominent players on a team. Plays with some of the best players we've ever seen, mm -hmm. and they just haven't been able to get get over the hump over the past couple of years. And he's getting paid as one of the top guys on the team. Oh, um, I would assume it's going to be Tyler Sagan or is it Jamie? Ben? No, no, really? but I will say this. Tyler Sagan is on this list. I believe it at number four, four years, 9.9 .9 million. Sagan is number four. So we do have another guy knocked out on this list. Um, okay. So okay. staying at number nine contract, seven years, 9.3 million. <sighs> Again, remember this play. You play said a team, a team that's on a team that's on the verge. So I mean, yeah. Let's see. You can't say Vegas. Um. Okay, I'm trying to think of teams. Okay, so yeah, uh, not a Dallas player. Not a Dallas. No, player, but you, you're in the you're in the I'm in the right. I'm in the right mindset. Conference. Yeah, I'll say you're in the Western Conference. State. This is tough State. because it's tough because it, like to be you because you're you're trying to give me a hint without completely giving it away. Um, yeah. So I give no. You, that's that's the tough I part. Give you credit. You're doing a good job. Um. I'm trying to think. Um, so a team that's just trying to get over the hump. Um, stay in the West. Uh, stay in that that mindset. Yeah. Okay. Stay in the West. Okay. So who played Vegas? You have uh, is it LA? No. Nobody on LA. L LA's got some actually pretty good contracts, I would say. Um, oh, maybe Edmonton probably. Yes. Edmonton. Okay. So who's a bad contract on Edmonton? Um, obviously Yakupov is off of that. Um. Ooh, Remember making nine point three million. Nine point three. Holy smokes! Seven years. Seven Signed years. Fairly recently. Fairly recently. Just give me a second. I'll get this going. I'm just mentally going down their roster because they only have a few players that they're paying. They're almost like a mini Toronto. Um. Oh, um, Darnell Nurse. Yes, Darnell. Yes, 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 yes. They're paying him nine point two. Yeah, nine point three million. That's why I was saying. That's why I said I'm like a team that's like kind of on the cusp. They've had a couple yeah. great players. Yeah, he's. Runs, I mean, but... he's a good. He's a good player. Like, there's no doubt yeah. about that. But yeah, no, not 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 nine point three. No, for, like, for they locked a... him up for a long time too. You said seven yeah. years. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a great offensive defenseman, but like there's definitely a little lack in his defensive game. And man, yeah. they're just paying, they're, they're paying him to be, um, you know, an Eric Carlson, a Cal car. Uh, yeah. But he's not you know. though. Like, is he even, I didn't even know he was that off. I didn't think he was that offensive. I think he's pretty offensive when you watch him. Yeah. He puts up a lot of points. I was like, well, power play because he's past the park. Yeah. The <laughs> but he's good. He's good in the rush and stuff, but he's just, you know, he's not okay. that guy. Uh, okay. So, um, number eight. Yeah. Um, this contract is four years times five million. So he's made four years, five million dollars per season. Um, okay. I'll, I'll give I'll give you the conference right away. It's a it's a Western Conference team. None Western of the teams conference? you mentioned before. None of the teams you mentioned okay. before. So I'll sure. break that down. Um, so probably not a very good team. This team, as of this past draft, has the potential within three years to be a very prominent team in the Western Conference. Their center depth is looking very good. Okay, so they're young. Oh, center, center, center depth. I mean, yes, yeah, so it's got to be one of the top three picks. So I'm assuming you're talking about Anaheim. Yep. Okay. Good. Okay. So, okay. So we're in, okay. So we're in Anaheim. Who's got a bad contract on Anaheim? Holy smoke. I don't even, they're obviously not, Zegers is still on his entry level, right? Or is he? For the most part, I know. But he's too young. He's too young. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to think of an older guy. Are any, are any older guys left? I mean, I thought the reason that they weren't very good is just because they're, they're so young. Good time to be Anaheim Ducks fan, honestly. Like it's, it's, they're exciting to watch. It's just that they're not great as a team yet. But if you're a Ducks fan, I think you should stay tuned. And also, they have a good management over there too. So I'd be confident in that. Um, Do you want me to give you the teams this guy has played for? He's a suitcase. It's not Sonny Milano because yes he got traded. No. no. This guy has played. Or I'll give you two. Yeah, teams give me, give me, give me, like, yeah, give me the two teams. That works. Edmonton and the Rangers. Two of the teams he's played for, yeah. He's not a household name, is he? His name's pretty known, but he's not on the superstar level or or the you know franchise changing player level. He's he's a name that you hear in free agency or at the deadline. And you're like, all right, he's a good player, good you know. His name's known, I'd say. Um, okay. So keeping it completely fair, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to look up the roster because I don't know. I, cause I, it's a crapshoot. I don't even know who's on the ducks, but I'm going to look up the roster. Yeah. Obviously I'm not going to look up the, the thing, the, um, what do you call it? The, um, I'm not going to look up the contracts, but I'm yeah, yeah. going to look it up and I'm just going to, that's fine. Yeah. Just cause like, uh, that's just not. Okay. All right, Ducks roster. Okay, here we go. I got it here. Older, 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 older. Okay. Uh. Oh. Oh, yeah. I wasn't gonna get this one. Ryan Strom. Yeah, it's Ryan Strom. Yeah, I wasn't gonna. I was not gonna get that one. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. yeah. What did you say they signed him at? Four years, five million dollars per. Yeah. Yeah, and that's an immovable contract too. Nobody's gonna take that on unless they retain it. Well, yeah, because it goes uh signed a five year contract with the Anaheim Ducks on July thirteenth, twenty twenty two, after he had fifty four points 
with the Rangers oh, in seventy four games. Oh yeah, he had a he had a stellar yeah, he had a stellar tenure there in um in in New York. I thought he was a good player. He's just um and uh, and I think I said this in the other podcast too. There's nothing wrong with his his type of player. He just needs the right he just needs to be in the right fit in order to succeed. And like yeah. so many fans put a lot of pressure on these players to like just create. You know, you're an NHL player, you're making millions of dollars. Create something. You know, that's what you're getting paid to do. A lot of these guys are average NHL players, but they are they're in the right system, right? They're in the right they're with the right line mates. And like, if you're a defenseman, it's all about being with the right partner. Like, so like a guy like him, he was in a, he was in a great system. And the worst part about pro sports is that it's a business at the end of the day. So like they needed to, ex- he was expendable. He was a good player and he did well. You said 54 points, right? And I'm in 74. I'm games. He was like, yeah, he was, he was, he was probably a third liner at that time too. Um, third or second liner. So he's a middle six forward. Is he a center? Yeah, he's a center. That's why. Okay, so that was why the the price tag went up definitely for him too. But he like a guy like that. Like he needs to be, he needs to be hidden in the third line role, and he needs a couple. He needs a deep team. And guess what? The Rangers are a deep team, and he succeeded there. Anaheim, yeah, I, mean, I mean, not so much right now. So yeah, that I think that's I mean, my personal opinion on how to explain it, but. I mean, look at the look at the the Rangers roster. I mean, they're keeping guys like Capo Caco and Alexis Lafreniere in their third line. And now age though, that's age. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, are they the players that you know they wanted them to become yet? No, but again, those guys are two top two picks. And those yeah. on your third line. Well, they're like, gonna get rid of uh, Lafreniere before they get rid of Caco. I think I I because Caco he was never really projected to like put up points. He was more like of a power forward. He still hasn't developed into anything that they want him to yet. I'm, I'm assuming his top his in NHL standards. I would assume that he is probably a you know a second line left winger on a Stanley Cup championship team if he's at his peak, right? Like because sure. he has the potential to put it put to put goals in and stuff. He's obviously a great player. But he needs to. But he needs to really take that hump. And and it, you know what I was saying earlier. It's kind of funny because some players succeed on, on on worse teams, right? You put them in better situations. You put them on better teams. All of a sudden, you know, th- then then they st- like start succeeding or start you know depleting. But Eichel Eichel is a, is another great example, right? Like there was a you can make the argument that he didn't have a lot to work with when he was in buffalo he had a couple players but you know they were out every year he had a new coach every year he had he, but he found a and then even in vegas he didn't have the greatest start either so you know it's kind of funny how that works because like people will be like oh that's a terrible contract but at the time anaheim signed him they're like just guy the guy just came off like almost a point per game on a great team <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, and you got to sign those yeah. players you got to you know, swinging, swing the bat once in a while. Yeah. First, no, you do. You do. I well, I wonder, cause I, I'm assuming the GM that signed him to that is not still there because they just got a new GM. The, he was from the yeah. wings. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But okay. And, what are we on? And, number seven. Yes. We'll be on number seven. And the funny thing, just, you know, talking about the Rangers. Yeah. So like, you can imagine how good the Rangers would be if Lafreniere and Kako developed into what oh, they yeah. could become. Dude, I mean, oh, it's just God, yeah. first and second overall pick. Like, Good luck. Yeah, it's um, it's hard. Yeah. So, number seven, this contract. Okay. Eight years, six point three million. Eight years, six point three. Eastern okay. Conference team. Okay. 
Um, is it a player that I will, is it a player that I will, I guess not a player that I will know, but is it a player that is a prominent name? I wouldn't say he's a prominent name. Um, I would kind of say is he a role. More, is he a role player? Is he a role player that's just getting overpaid? In a sense, I, I don't want to call him a role player. Cause like, I feel like he brings a little more value than a traditional role player. Okay. Um, but at the same time, like he's definitely he, he would definitely have less of a role, I would say, than like Ryan Strobe. He certainly has more of a role. But would have or less of a role, like a less, just a little a less. Role, yeah. a less okay. Uh forward or D. Defense. Def- oh, defenseman. That's, oh shit. That's why I was like trying to make a comparison. I you know, yeah. Um Eastern Conference team. Ah. Um, is he kind of like uh, what you were saying earlier with the other guys, where he's like kind of like a trading, trading, trade bait, a little bit? Um, it'd be hard for him to be trade bait with the contract. Oh yeah, I got top ten worst contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he is signed uh, for the long term, eight years. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's true too. Shoot, man, I might not, I might not, I might not be as good as this as I thought. Um, dang it, um, I'm trying to. Let me tell you a stat think. line from this past season. It's not going to help me if he's a defenseman. All right, that's true. Unless he I got a lot of points, you. did he get? Yeah, he, he did. obviously didn't get up. No. Uh, stay-at-home defenseman, Eastern Conference. It's overpaid. Um. Okay. Um, I mean, he had an okay amount of goals compared to his assist totals, but yeah, it's seven goals, sixteen assists, twenty-three points in eighty-one games played. He was a minus five. So he's a stay-at-home defenseman that's just getting overpaid. Twenty-seven years old, drafted seventeenth overall in the twenty fourteen draft. Yeah, is he on the same team that he got drafted by? Um. Ooh. Yes, I'm pretty sure he is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the 27 year old. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he is still on the same team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Shoot. Everybody, I'm guessing is either way older or way younger. I'm trying to find a find a person that's right in that sweet spot of 27. Eastern Conference team mm-hmm. sh- shoots left. Let me tell you the team. Yeah, I won't. I won't look up the roster though. Philly. Give me the team. Oh my God! Yeah, I would have never guessed that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, maybe actually. Um, okay, so Philly, Philly defense. Who's on Philly's defense? Um, obviously D'Angelo, not not there anymore. Who's that one guy? One guy. I know. I know. Um, I don't know his first name, but it's like San. Is it Sanheim? Yep, Travis Sanheim. That is him. Travis Sanheim. No way. He's so he's getting paid six million for eight years. Yeah, his best season: thirty-five points in the NA, in the NHL over four years ago. What was his plus-minus though? I mean, he's got to be. He's got to be bringing something to the table. His plus minus that season was minus four. And a bad team, though. 
His his worst season in the NHL was probably in 2020, 2021. 55 games, 15 points, minus 22. But next season, though, he was they a were, plus nine. I mean, it's, it's tough, points. man. They're, they're a joke, though. Like, Philly's a joke right now. They won't be for much longer. I, I actually like Philly. Um, but, no, they – wow. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, if it wasn't D'Angelo or Sanheim, I actually would have had you just give it to me because I can't even think of – other than Ronnie Adder, and he's way too young. So I don't, I don't know anybody else on that. I have no, yeah. way, no other defenseman on that team. So, so damn. that was number okay. seven. Number six, five years, six and a half million dollars. Five years, six and a half mil. Okay. Western Conference team won the Stanley Cup a few years ago within okay. the last five, six years. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think five, six years. So you have Vegas, you have Colorado, you have um, Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay twice, I think it was. Is it before or after or during the Blues? It's um, during. During the Blues. Okay. So, okay. So he's on the Blues. Uh, forward or D? Forward. Okay. Who got overpaid on that team? Dang, that's tough. Did he get okay? I mean, I, I guess this is a kind of a sewer question for you because I don't know if you would know this, but like, did he get paid? Would he have gotten paid after like they won the cup? So, like, it was kind of like an overpayment for winning the cup, sort of thing. Uh, I'm trying to make sure here. Uh, hmm. He may have gotten paid after the cup. He could be. I don't know. See, see if you can find out what year he signed. Yeah. So if it was after that year, I might have a solid guess at who that is. Um. Just so. Okay, I think he signed in twenty twenty. So is that the year before? No, shoot, no, no. This year after. after. This year after, yeah. No, yeah, done. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with my only guess here. Um is it Luke or Braden Shen who played for them? Braden. Braden. Okay. So Luke, yeah, isn't Luke Shen a defenseman anyway? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I know one's a forward, one's a D. Okay, so I'm gonna go yeah, with Braden Shen's go with, so. Okay, well, okay. I'm gonna that's that's that would be my only that's my only guy that's like that kind of fits the description. Yeah, yeah you're right. What? Yeah, it's Braden Shen. I'm yeah. getting so lucky. dude. I'm getting so lucky. This is crazy. Um yeah, no, that okay, that makes sense. I mean, he's he's a solid I I thought he was a solid player though. I didn't really think that he was he would have got overpaid, but I mean he he did well in the the run so other than their big names yeah i so, mean shen this past season i mean he is 31 years old he had yeah. 65 points in 82 games but he was a minus 27 yeah uh and he's That's getting paid six six and a half mm-hmm. you know for the next few seasons and like he'll be 36 it looks like when this deal is done and is that old he's 31 years old now Oh, he's thirty-one years old. Oh, so he's he's, he's getting paid through. He's getting paid through, and he's thirty-six. Yeah, it was initially an, an eight-year contract. Okay, 
Wow, they gave him an eight-year contract at 28 years old? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why it's that's why it's bad. Okay, I'll be honest with you. So the reason I didn't, like, guess him, like, or guess, you know, I didn't know if it was Luke or Braden, but, like, the reason I didn't guess them right away is because I thought they were younger. I was under the impression that they were younger and that they they weren't wouldn't get a con- but that I'm trying to figure out why it was a bad con- that's that's definitely why. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's move to number yeah, five. Number five. Yeah. I gotta get I gotta get better at this, man. Um three years, seven million dollars per season. Okay. Are uh, you on his position too or I don't know if you're asking me that. I'm assuming it's another D. <laughs> yeah, it's this defenseman. Okay. Uh, but he's in the Western Conference. Western Conference, okay. Um, Western Conference. Uh, good team or bad team? Um, I'd say bad team. Okay. That that helps me out more than you think, because like I, I'm assuming like the the better teams don't have these kind of contracts. They find a way to get rid of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it's blatantly obvious. Um, okay, so yeah, you said Carlson's not on it. Um, Western Conference. You're in the right area. Western Conference defenseman. You're in the right area when you say Carlson. I'm in the right area, like geographically? Yeah, very. <laughs> really? Okay. San Jose? Yep. San Jose. Who's on San Jose as a defenseman? This guy's uh, plus. This guy almost had as many points as his plus minus this year. So, what's his plus minus? Minus fourteen. Oh, wow. Okay, so he really underperformed. Yeah, but guy. obviously, since since his contract, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Since his contract is so bad, then that means that he must be like somewhat of a popular name. Then, like, I would know who we. I'm going to know who you're talking about. You might. He's a left shot. Okay. Pretty older guy. Older. Like, did he used to be good at one time? I I got a guy in mind. It's Pickle Boy. I'm trying to. Is it? Did he? Was he good at one time? Yeah, it's you know he's pretty good at one point in time in his career. He's got some good numbers throughout his you know career. Nothing crazy, but. Logged a lot of games. Logged a lot of minutes. Could be his. Uh, could be Carlson's partner for a little bit there. Uh, Vlasic, Mark Edward. Yep. On the dot. Shoot. Yeah, that one was actually a little bit easier than I thought once I got San Jose. I see. I got to get lucky with the, like guessing something about him, and then I can figure it out easy. But yeah, like if you just like you're just like, hey, this is his contract, and he plays in the Western Conference. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Hard. It is hard. Um, um, but okay, so yeah, that, that that does make sense. I mean, I thought he, I thought he was good. I, where did he, where did he come from? He got traded from like what was it, the Capitals? No. Yeah, that's probably that sounds about right. Have he played for some? He played for somebody good. I think he's another. I think he's another victim of the the fit thing that I was talking about earlier. No, he's uh played for San Jose his entire career. Really? No, yeah. I guess he didn't get traded. Maybe I was thinking he. Maybe I was thinking he was like on the on the block or something. Yeah, maybe he was on the block a few seasons and some move. All right, we got two more because you got Seth Jones at number one earlier. Um, this guy recently signed a contract. It's eight years, ten and a half million dollars a year. Western Conference team came from the Eastern Conference to come to the West Conference. Big trade, just very last year happened. Big trade. Really. 
changed kind of the really impacted this year's playoffs, I'll say. Really imp wait, so he was the player that impacted the playoffs, or is the player that got traded to impact the playoffs? Um, he wasn't the player that impacted the playoffs. He was the player yeah. that was in the trade. In the trade. The okay, from the Eastern to the West. Or from the Eastern to the West. $10.5 million a year. Ooh. Oh, God. Okay, this is a big name then. Um. Okay, well, who was uh, was it the blockbuster trade of the summer with um, Kachuk, Huberto, and all them? Yep. Okay, so a ten and a half, ten and a half's got to be if it's yeah, it's obviously not Kachuk. And who was that? Who was the other guy? It was it was it McNabb? It was um no no who's who's the who's the defenseman that they wasn't sent? Goodis, was it? No 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 that they uh -huh. sent from Florida to yeah. right because I so I'm gonna guess Huberto, but is it is it Huberto? I'm assuming it has yeah, it is Huberto. I forget the defenseman okay. that was it. Who was it? Yeah, who was part of that trade? Um, shoot, yeah, I'm trying to think who who was that actually. Trying to think of who exactly it was. Yeah, I don't know, but either way, I, um, wow. Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that. Well, you know what? That's that. I should have. I should have been able to guess that one right away. I forgot that he got paid. Everybody's giving him a hard time too, because I mean, obviously that that trade worked out so well for Florida when people thought it was actually going to work or work. Actually, no. I think people kind of knew that Florida won the trade. It was just that they gave up kind of a pricey because that's um yeah and huberto like went downhill statistically statistically he did man but like i don't know i i think i i don't know calgary calgary just didn't have it this year they they weren't the same team they weren't the same team they were looking for a big blockbuster trade to get them over the edmonton hump and edmonton can't even do with anything let alone calgary now so and they also lost you know goudreau yeah Okay. Last one. All right. This guy, seven years, six and a half million dollars. Seven years, six and a half million. You know what? I'm just smelling defensemen. Yep. It's a common theme with this list. Yeah. Western because Conference. They, because teams, you think they you think uh, they're gonna play out and they don't. I'll say this. His teammate is on this list. Western Conference team is teammates. Western Conference team. Same team. So who did we have? Okay, so uh, San Jose. I'll give you the – no. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even know if it was a... – I'll, I'll give uh the teams we've had, Washington, Edmonton, Anaheim, Philly, St. Louis, Dallas, Calgary. The Dallas, St. Louis – it's either Dallas, St. Louis, or Calgary. It is uh, St. Louis. Ah, okay. Thank you for giving that to me. That's a gift. Thank you. Um. Well, I guess I guess Krug. I I, I thought they, I thought his contract. No, was good he though. um he was on the honorable mentions though. Was he? Yeah. Well, you know what, Tory Krug. Okay, so his dad his dad coached me. I'm I'm not gonna really? take long on this one. Yeah, his dad. So Tory Krug's dad coached me um when I was playing for Bell Tire when I was about uh, fourteen or fifteen years old. And, um, great family. Um, they're in, they're in hockey for the right reasons. All their kids are, do, are doing incredibly well, but Tori came out to skate with us a few times. Um, and, um, unbelievable guy. He really, he really cares about, you know, cares about the kids. Um, he, he really is a good, he's a good guy. His wife's an amazing person too. Um, but Kyle Krug was my coach. Uh, he, and then, uh, Adam, the other son, 
is coaching at Adrian College, which is a division, a, a very respectable Division three program out here in Michigan um, for hockey. Um, but yeah, no, Krug is, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, it sucks that he's on that honorable mention list, but he is a stud. Yeah. I really do player. think he's a stud. It's just that he needs to be on, he needed to be on a team like Boston. He fit perfectly there. I, it's actually kind of, it, you scratch your head and wondering why Boston kind of got rid of him. I'm not sure who they really saw. As, if they really saw McAvoy as his replacement, I, I would argue that like, I get that Krug was asking, probably asking for a lot of money. That's why they had to trade him and or, or let him go in free agency, whatever it was. Yeah, it was free agency. Was it free agency? So like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. If I was if I was Tory Krug, I would have I would have stayed in Boston. I mean, it, everything was everything seemed to be going well for him there. But if he's chasing the bag, man, you can't you got to respect it. Uh, yeah. All right. So another so defenseman. Is this not is this the true number two on the list or where was Sagan at? Sagan was four. Sagan was this number is the four. True number two. The true number two. So okay, so a defenseman. That's not. Oh damn! I might not. I might not know any other defenseman on the St. Louis Blues, man. Do you want me to give Vince you the name? Vince Dunn got traded. No, don't give me the name. I'm gonna be so frustrated if I don't get this one. Trying to think of who is a defenseman on. It's not Pareko, is it? Colton Pareko. Yeah. Colton Pareko. That would make sense. I think because like I remember, so he used to be a he used to be a stud. Wow, how is like a guy like Tyler Myers not on, or maybe he's not making that much? I see, like he, I think he, him and Pareko were in the same boat where it was like they were just two huge guys that had so much potential, and teams just started throwing money at them just because of the potential. Yeah, I mean Myers did seventeen points this past season, seventy eight games, like you know, like crazy former Buffalo Saber. Yeah. I, well, is he not on the honorable mentions? Or maybe his contract wasn't bad. No, he's not on the honorable mentions. I'm going to give you the honorable mentions, too. Um, do you, uh, yeah, so just, yeah just tell him. I don't want to guess. Him, just... um, it was Brendan Gallagher, Josh Anderson, Drew Doughty, Ben Sherratt, and Oh, Doughty. Doughty. Wait, they put nope. Sherratt. I actually know Sherratt makes sense. I see, you know, that's as a Wings fan. I guess that's the point of the podcast is for me to talk about it as a Wings fan. I the 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 Sherrod thing confuses me um just as much as every every other NHL fan. Um, but from what I from what I know, I think that Iserman was trying to hit the cap floor when he signed that to him. Yeah. And also Sherratt had a he had a tough reputation because he was coming from a terrible season in Montreal, I believe. Yeah, and so Iserman, he, he Iserman's very clear at what he does. Like if you know hockey, you can kind of see what he does. Is like he brings in veteran, long tenured defensemen in that have lasted in the NHL. You know, not up and down guys. They have lasted, and they're maybe stay at home or they're older or whatever. He brings them in to to like kind of mentor the young guys. And like Sherrod has, has experienced, you know, heaven and hell in the NHL. He's been at the top and he's been at the bottom. And currently he's at the bottom in a lot of people's eyes. But 
for what he's doing in that locker room and for Moritz Sider, um, and then Edvinson eventually coming up too. Um, you know, it's hard to put a price on that because like a lot of people say, okay, this price, it needs to correlate to actions on the ice. And this goes for everybody in this list too. Um, yeah. but like a lot of people correlate those two things and, you know, you could be paying a guy for something that's not really, you know, that's not that the fans don't see. Um, so I think that's a little bit of ignorance there. I mean, a, a list like this really shouldn't exist because you know it's like these players you know that they're trying their best you know what i mean they're not they're not slacking off um you know what i mean every player that we named on this list is good you know they're good hockey players uh it's just that they get a tough rap in the media because they're not living up to that certain money i mean who is the who is the 9.2 again who is the two-year nine that was uh backstrom yeah see like even that like i i mean I'm no Capitals fan, I, and I'm a little bit biased because I told you I love Backstrom, but, like, it's two years. At 9.2, who cares? You know, I, I yeah. um, so I, I don't know why the media kind of plays around with it that much, but either way, that's my two cents on it. But that's a that's a pretty good list. I thought there were going to be more uh, higher names. So yeah. that's on me. Um, sorry for anybody who got annoyed listening to me wait or listening to me just – listening to silence while I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, it, it, it is hard. Like if you, you're throwing, you're throwing a uh, contract value terms blindly, you know, yeah. at someone, and then, then you're, it's a guessing. And there's so many guys in the NHL, right? Like yeah. there's, there's, you know, 25 guys per team almost. Right. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're guessing from 600 plus players in, in the league. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, that, that is that for the guessing game. But now what we're going to get into is the big segment for the show, the top 10 right wingers in the national hockey league. And again, we're going to start with this. I'll start with my honorable mentions and then you, and then we're going to fire through this yeah. 10 to one. And, um, I think this, this list in this time is probably where, where we might disagree a little bit. Okay. There's there's a chance for us to do that. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty confident get, in mine, but you've you've yeah. you've uh, you've swayed me on a few before. Yeah. No, and then that's the point of this. It's you know who's gonna have the outrageous take, and then who's gonna have the more grounded take on this. And I'll probably be the more outrageous one. You might have a little more grounded balance and, and sense sure. for your takes for the, your top. How many? Um, I think I think we should start off with honorable mentions. Yeah, we're going to do that. I have five. You have five? Okay, I'm going to count mine up right now. Um, I have one, two, three, four, five, and then I have two guys that – Oh, sorry. I have might... four. I have four. Sorry. Four? Okay, so I have five, but we have, I have two guys that they're probably on your list if you counted them as right wingers. Um, yeah. All right. And so do you mind if I start out with those two and just see where sure, we are on it. that? Go for it. Um, okay, so the first one is Mark Stone. Okay. Do you have him as a right winger or is he not on your list? Mark. I do have him. I, I okay. have him on my list and he's a right winger. Okay. You have him on the list, not on the honorable mentions? No. Okay. Okay. So I'm good for list. you. So I didn't know. I, I counted him as a center. So oh, you got him as a center? I did. I did. I did because it, I I watched yeah. Vegas. Like he, he Chandler he Stevenson's not, the center. He's the Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um. All right. Well, that, uh, 
I mean, I guess I could I could probably slide him in. I could probably slide him in somewhere. But um, the other one is Claude Giroux. Okay, no, I don't have Giroux anywhere. Okay, see now he was a, now he is listed as a right winger on some websites, um, but I see in my eyes he's a center. Um, yeah. Same so here. okay, all right, so cool. Um, go ahead and uh, go ahead and name your honorable mentions. Let's see how many we got lined yeah. up here. My honorable mentions are going to go as the following: uh, Matt Zuccarello. Oh, great! Cole, great choice. Yeah, Cole Caulfield. Mm-hmm. A little too young, but I, 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 I think he, you know, in a year or two, he'll make his, you know, way on this list. Yep. Uh, Travis Konecki. Yep. And this one, I don't know where you have him, so this, this could be a little controversial, but uh, Patrick Kane. <laughs> I have, you don't have I, Patrick I have, Kane on your top ten. No, I, I don't. As of right now, I, Brother. I, I re- if this, this if this list was made going into last season, I have Patrick Kane, like in my top five, but I, to me, there one is a very like one season. Can't sway you that bad, man. He was on Chicago the whole year. I know, and but even when he, he still put up 57 points. I know. I know Patrick Kane did put up good numbers, but there was, there was a drastic change in Patrick Kane's game. When I, even when I saw him go to Chicago, I mean, the or, playoffs, uh, the playoffs, I could see your argument there with him dropping a little. I mean, I have him dropped a little bit because of the playoffs yeah. and because of just how, how everything went down, but no dude. And no I world in no world I, is Patrick Kane, not a top 10 right winger in the NHL <laughs> right now. You can make, you can make an argument for him being like seven through 11, but I don't, I don't have him that high. I have him at 11. 11, okay. like right on the brisk. I and mean, he, maybe he dude, easily... I'm older. Yeah. I mean, I grew up, I, I well, like I grew up in the generation of like Patrick Kane, like being like one of those players. Again, it's, it's the Crosby's, Ovechkin's, Kane's, Malkin's, yeah. like those guys for me were always, you know, yeah. some of the top players in the league. Like I've met Patrick Kane before at the Stanley Cup, like hometown. He's, he's from my hometown. I played for the same travel team that Patrick Kane played for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Growing up, like I played for the same, you know, program, you know, he represented. Um, but no, nah, I just, you know, again, to me, like Kane just isn't the same player he wants. Like from what I watched, when I yeah. watched Patrick Kane, I, I think of the the game breaking uh, winger that was just always making plays left and right. Now I see a guy that's that's still very good at what he does, but his game slowed down a lot. And he's he's not able to make the plays that he once was because he doesn't have that speed and that transitioning that he did, you know, years ago or a couple of years ago. Not even a couple of years ago, he put up 90, 90 points or whatever it was. How many years ago? Like two years ago. Yeah. So I mean, come on, <laughs> come on, man, <laughs> give me a break. Like I can see, I can see why you want to kick him out of your top five, but keeping him entirely off the list, I mean. I'm just looking, I'm looking at the other guys that are on my top 10 and I'm assuming a couple of them are going to line up with yours. And like, you don't think he's better than like, what? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I mean? Like pound for pound we're talking here, but yeah, no, you're right. It, it, it has been a disappointing thing. I mean, wh- who were we just talking about with, um, who were we just talking about with, uh, sorry, it was uh, failures. Playoff failures with um, um with uh the other list that the left winger and stuff we we knocked somebody down because of their who was it again? who was who was it I have the I have my left winger list right over here I don't have it on you we got oh Panarin that's what it was Panarin, we knocked yeah. down Panarin because like realistically like he's at the top of his game he's probably you know 
the best players in the NHL, let alone. I know. I know. I just have, well, Panarin's also like at the, at the top of his game still in the regular season. I, I don't think Kane is. Like, that's just me. Yeah. I don't think Kane is. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, Honestly, you're, 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 obviously, you're obviously right, but I mean, it's too, it's hard to compare because Kane was just on a dog water team and he's still, you know, and he's still putting up decent points. The only thing that I'll agree with you on is the dash 22. That's tough, but that's Chicago. That explains yeah. it. Um, okay. So, um, okay. So we got all of our honorable mentions out of the way um, for all the fans at home. Um, oh, you didn't you? Did, you only gave or, No, two. I didn't. No, I didn't do. I didn't do mine yet. I'm sorry. That's on me. Um, for all the fans at home. So I, uh, I, I wanted, um, yeah, so I, 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 you guys see me just learn about Mark stone, how he is actually a true right winger. Um, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change, um, anything, but just know that I, if I had to, I would probably rework him in here. I'm not sure exactly who I would kick out. Um, I could move him at number, I could move him at number 10, honestly. I yeah actually you know what that's what I'll do I'll move him at number ten and move my ten down to honorable mention sure um just to keep it just to keep it because I have a pretty good idea um, um but uh, my first honorable mention is going to be Valerie Nuchushkin um I think yeah. that he is an unbelievable role player forty seven points plus fifteen um obviously he's on a he's on a wagon of Colorado but I think he's a solid player um uh, this one this one he's this guy's definitely in your top ten. Um, he, he should be on a, a lot of people's top tens, but I'm, I, I, I'll make an argument that it's more of a fit thing with him. Uh, Jonathan Marsh. Yeah. So, um, I got Jonathan okay. Marsh. in my honorable mentions, I have Tyler Toffoli in my honorable mentions as well. Um, unfortunately, I know you're not going to like this one. Uh, I got Alex Tuck in my honorable mentions. Um, and then, uh, from there, the last one is Patrick Line. Um, yeah. So I actually, um, for myself, I didn't have Marcus. Marcus was my my honorable mentions. Really, you didn't have him yeah, at all. So, no, that's crazy. I had I had, had Marcus. So, literally um, the second right winger on the win team that won it all. I know. Um, I I, I Marcus. So, and I would have Liney as well as an honorable mention. I didn't. I didn't have those guys yeah. lined up there. That's so okay. they would be. They would, that's okay. They'd probably be. I'd probably have them above Connect. I'd probably have Marcus above Connect. Yeah, uh, my honorable mentions are never in order. I, I yeah. probably should have made that clear from the jump, but even going all the way back to the first center podcast, honorable mentions for me are just in no order. I'm just throwing them on there because I think they deserve to be there. Um, yeah, so here, I'll actually, um, I'll, I'll kick things off here with my number. Yeah, seven. please. Um, a guy that played uh, for the Buffalo Sabres for a very long time throughout his career uh, was probably the, the second best player over the drought era for in many people's eyes uh never really got the respect he deserved in buffalo until he left and people you know understood the true value of this player and then sure. went to the team that we traded him to um and sure. produced at a point per game his first season a little bit of a drop off this past regular season but you know showed out in the playoffs this past year with a pretty good performance um that's going to be uh number 10 sam reinhardt yeah yeah, I got I got Sam Reinhardt at number ten. Um, when the 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 reason I have Sam Reinhardt at number ten is is really when it comes down to the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, between Vegas and Florida. One of the more prominent players that I saw performing very well, even though he wasn't putting up like the point totals that he could have, yeah. was Sam Reinhardt. I, I think Sam Reinhardt, honestly, most nights was the second best forward for for Florida. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. 
I, I really think after Kachuk, I, it was Sam Reiner. It, you know, it wasn't it wasn't Barkov or Duclair or Herbert Hagee. It, it was it was Sam Reiner. Yeah, yeah. No. Um. Yeah. That being said, uh, yeah, you 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 said it. You said it great. Um. But that being said, I will definitely add him. He's he's definitely in the top half of my honorable mentions now. Now that you say that, I mean, he definitely uh he definitely belongs there. Uh, he for for his performance this year alone. Uh, he's, he's like you said, he's kind of more of a role player and he kind of flies under the radar. Um, but obviously, uh, he, he had a hell of a playoff and he showed, you know, his true potential and, and he what I would PK say, too. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's a role player for sure. Um, and, and, but he, um, he, you know, right now I, I would say as a fan, and especially as a guy that I, I like Florida, I do like their team. I w I really hope I really hope that he, you know, continues this um, because it's hard to, it's sometimes it's hard to live up to that expectation, you know, that expectation now that he has. I mean, you can ask Jeff Skinner about that one, right? We were talking about that earlier. Number two overall pick too. Yeah. Yeah. 2014. Yeah. So you're right. Like, so yeah, he's coming out, he's doing well. So that's good. It's happy. I'm happy for him. Um, so my number 10, my number 10 is actually going to be Mark Stone. Um, okay. given, given the, given the situation, uh, because we're counting him as a right winger. And I learned that he really is truly a right winger. I don't know why I thought he was a center and confident in that. Um, anyway, um, but who I had at number 10, who is now I'm bumping down to my honorable mention for those counting at home was, uh, was Kevin Fiala. Um, Kevin Fiala okay. is a, a guy that I watched out. And when I went to a lot of Minnesota wild games, when I was out there playing and, um, he, he was a stud for the wild. He was like one of the only bright spots before Kaprizov came. Um, and I think that his, he, he had, he has this thing called, I think called a clutch factor. Um, he is a natural goal scorer. Um, and he, and he's an unbelievable skater, but he, he, when he needed a goal for the Minnesota wild, like he either, either was like creating a chance that led to a goal or he scored the goal himself. So, um, you know, from a personal standpoint, I think in, in, and he brought a lot of other things too. Um, but he was the, he was like, a, he was the bright spot of Minnesota. And that allowed me to kind of really focus in on him um, and being a right winger. I think, uh, I believe he's also a lefty playing, right. I think he's playing his off wing. Um, I'm not entirely sure on that, but um, uh, so like, I think that uh, I think because of that, he deserved a spot in the top 10 before Mark stone, but he's obviously bumped down. So um, yeah. other than that, other than that, you, you go for number nine, buddy. Yeah, I actually so I had Fiala on last week's list as a left winger. Oh, did you? Yeah, so I had Fiala as a left winger. So you won't see Fiala on this list, mm. uh, just because I had him as a left winger. Um, but number nine for myself, uh, sticking in Buffalo. Yep. You probably were waiting for me to say his name. Yeah. Uh, number eighty nine of the Buffalo Sabres, yep. Alex Tuck. Absolutely. Um, Alex Tuck transformed <laughs> his game. Um, and a lot of yes, ever since coming to Buffalo. And I think a lot of that is due to the uptick role that yep. he was given, you know, going from a middle six forward in Vegas. Um, he ultimately got to play on the first line for the Buffalo Sabres with two talented players, Thompson and Skinner. Yep. Um, he's getting power play one time, gets to play on the penalty kill. Um, he does everything well. He does everything right. Um, kind of plays a little like, like, like Jack Eichel with the puck on a stick in, in the open ice. Um, yeah. He's very dominant. He's a very skillful forward. He's a very powerful skater, a very fluid skater. Um, 
just a phenomenal talent overall, and I think he's only going to get better. Um, at 20, nice. 27 years old, uh, 79 points in 74 games. Yep. I, I, I want to see the type of player Tuck could be in the playoffs because, again, he provides wow. well, very well against Tuck. We saw, I mean, we saw when he was on Vegas. Uh, no, you're you're yeah. 100% right. I mean, he, I'm seeing like this version of Vegas Tuck, was, you know. Oh, uh, absolutely. But yeah. hey, he hasn't changed. I would, I would make the argument that he hasn't changed that much, man. When I saw him on Vegas, he was. He was galloping around that ice. He was a game breaker. He just couldn't finish all the time, you know. But like he, yeah, he skates like he's he's in McDavid's like caliber of like skaters. You know what I mean? We're talking like strictly skating. Like he yeah. he gallops around the ice, man. He flies. He gets a step on a defenseman, and he's around him. He he's not just leaning on him and trying to drive to the net. He's around him. So his reach and his size alone makes him a lethal weapon Six and it, it's good four. for him that he's crazy. actually been able to figure it out. Yeah. It's it's crazy that he's, it's good that he's been able to figure it out and actually been able to succeed at the national league level with that. So yeah, I, I, yeah, that's a, that's a great spot. It's a little high for me. I put him on the honorable mention, but like he, that's, it's, yeah. he's definitely there. I mean, I, you know, give him a good playoff run and he's definitely in my top 10. So I, I couldn't agree with you more there. Um, or actually I should say another good playoff run because he had a great one with Vegas, obviously the first time they went around. Um, my number eight, uh, my number eight is a guy that just signed in Ottawa. Um, Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, another guy that's, uh, kind of like, I'm going to take the Patrick Kane route kind of with him a little bit. Um, he, you know, he's, he's getting older, uh, and you know, you're starting to hear his name in the wrong side of the media now. Um, but Vladimir Tarasenko is, if he, you know, like on this list, on this list, I'm trying to think. I have my number, my number two, my number two, and maybe my number three. Other than that, most dangerous guy with the puck in the slot. Um, the guy's got an absolute rip. He just doesn't. He he's the goalie's worst nightmare if he's open in the right area. Um, so I I think that because of that alone, he's just a he's you know he's an offensive dynamo. And he, he adds a lot of, he adds a threat. Um, and I, I hope, I hope that, and I know number nine is kind of high and I don't, I don't know if you're going to have him higher or if you're going to have him at the same spot or maybe even an honorable mention, but he, um, I, I'm hoping I'm banking on him having a good year this year. So he proves me right to put him at number nine. Yeah, no, that's actually a, a good spot for Tarasenko. And the reason I didn't have Tarasenko on my list uh, was because injuries, and I know it's 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 very hard to yeah to fault a player for injuries just because it can happen to literally anyone at any time. It is. Um yeah. but we haven't really been able to see the full version of Tarasenko, I would say really in a while, yeah. Years. Like like we've seen spurts, like we've we've had a season one uh, a couple of years ago where Tarasenko played a good amount of games and yeah, he really showed, you know, his his worth and stuff. But like even this past season, like he, he didn't even play a full season. He only played what, mm -hmm. like three fourths of the season. Yeah. Um and he, and he still put up, you know, solid point totals and not even going to lie when you mentioned the most dangerous player in the slot puck, he's up there and he probably is the most dangerous. Um, but I, I just want to see like another, like, like if Tarasenko plays like a 70 plus game season this next year, yeah. he's, he's around my top 10, if not in it. Um, oh, yeah. Phenomenal player. Uh, it's just, it's just injuries do real oh. players sometimes. And yeah, it's hard to knock them on that. Yeah. But that's, that's just like the hard case of it. So absolutely. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so number, yeah. Oh, you no, no, you're good. You're good. You go ahead. All right. So number eight for myself, 
probably a little high for myself, but I when I when I take a look at this player, it's a player that's that's playing very well on a bad team, and I know the feeling of that as a fan because I've seen a very talented player play very well on a very bad team, and then what that end up becoming. And I've seen this multiple versions of this of, of players like this. Um, okay. And this player plays for the Arizona Coyotes at number eight. I have Clayton Keller. Okay. I have Clayton Keller uh, this past season over a point per game. Um, again, a, a very, very dynamic player with the puck on his stick can you know really do it all in the offensive zone. Um, I don't know if he's going to be in Arizona much longer. We don't know. Um, yeah. But he's a player that you know gets the job done on the offensive you know side of the ice. And he kind of flies under the radar a little bit, but I think oh, yeah. this past season he really proved to himself and proved to a lot of other people and media outlets and, and anyone around the league that, yeah, Clayton Keller is a, is a guy that you have to watch for every single night that you play the Coyotes. Okay, yeah. I um, Yeah, no, so I counted him. I counted him as a center, so I didn't uh, – okay. I, I left him off my list. But, yeah, no, he, you're, you're 100% – percent right about everything um yeah he would have shifted my list as well if he was if i would have put him in here so um 100 right uh feel bad for the guy a little bit but at the same time he's getting paid and he's putting up points so he's living the life right um so he's uh yeah no he, he really is he's a stud uh another guy that he another he's a 98 as well uh as i am so he um i, I got to play against him in showcases and stuff growing up um he's part of the st louis you know he's part of the st louis um Part of, kind of the first wave part of the first wave of St. Louis players that's uh you know really come out with like Logan Brown stuff like that um so uh yeah Clayton Keller he's a stud uh undersized a little bit but he's uh really really found his game and I'm not sure if um yeah Arizona's a funny thing right like you're not sure if they're going to be good eventually or if he is going to be one of those guys that just you know he he's going to you know, he's, he's my age, right? So he's like 20, so he's going to be 25 this, he's turning 25. If he hasn't already this year, um, he'll be, you know, he'll be, he'll be in a spot where he's kind of almost passing up on his prime to, you know, and it's not really going to go for any playoff runs or anything like that. So you wonder, you wonder, you know, when it, when's going to be the breaking point. And if he even wants one, you know, I mean, maybe he's, maybe he wants to stay getting paid out there. Um, and maybe he likes it there. You know, he could have a family, you know, for all I know. Um, I, I don't think he does, but you know, he's going to get around that age because he signed an eight year deal. Right. So yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. No, that's a, that's a great spot for, that's a great spot for him. And realistically as a player, he's probably higher on the list. But his team is kind of holding him back, so I, I I agree with your I agree with your spot that you put him at. Right, you're at number eight. Yeah, and and it's it's yeah. it's funny, it's interesting. Like if you look up Clayton Keller on on Google or whatever, like it yeah. it, it mentions him as a center or a left winger. Yeah, so okay. You yeah. can really put him at either. Like you, you could put him as a top ten yeah. left, right winger, and you could probably put oh, his him versatility is versatile at center. Absolutely. His versatility is uh, alone kind of keeps him in the conversation of all of them, right? It keeps him as an sure. honorable. I'd rather be an honorable mention in all three of these, in all three of these, um, what do you call it? Lists. In all three of these lists, as opposed to, you know, a top 10 and just one, um, you know what I sure. mean? Unless you're like, unless you're like a guy like, Ovech, you know what I mean? Like Ovechkin or, you know, um, that you're, so I think, I think that versatility is a, is a big thing. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so uh, my number eight is actually kind of a player that's a little bit comparable in a way, um, except he got traded. He actually got traded this past year to a good team, and he, and he tore it up, and he did really well, and he actually did really well in the playoffs too. Um, his name is Timo Meyer. Um, I really like I really liked seeing him. Uh, I really liked watching him. He was a player that really surprised me. Um, you know, if you would have told me to make this list, if you would have told me to make this list before the playoffs last year, I probably wouldn't have put Timo Meyer even on my honorable mentions. Um, but he plays the game the right way. Um, and unfortunately, his plus minus doesn't reflect that. But I think that's because of San Jose. Um, I think it would have been worse if he would have stayed on San Jose, if I'm being totally honest. Um, but he ended the end of the year with 66 points and he ripped it apart in playoffs. He did really well. And I think another, another one of those guys that just, he found the right fit and they got, tra- he got lucky and got traded to a, 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 the team where, you know, he can really excel. So um, that's, that's kind of my explanation for him, but um, I think he's a heck of a player and I think he's, he, he's got a lot of upside too. So I think number eight is kind of like the perfect kind of middle ground for that. And like you were saying, I think he's kind of like, he's just, he's got kind of a couple years ahead of, Clayton Keller in that sense where he, he got traded to a better team. So, you know, you don't, you don't know what Clayton Keller is going to be like if he would have been on, you know, a team like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's like a perfect spot for him at like number eight, but yeah, I'm trying to remember last week. I think I may have had team of my on an honorable mentions on my left wing. Uh, yeah. Cause it, when you do, when you do these lists, you know, once in a while, like you'll look up like positions and like, yeah. okay, okay, this guy's a left winger, this guy's a right winger, but like, you can consider them really either or unless it's like very like, like noticeable, like, okay, Ovechkin's a, a left winger. Everyone knows that. Um, but like you, you'll, you'll see times where guys like Timo Meyer will play on the right or will play on the left. Like you never know. Yeah. Um, and it could be game plan um, and stuff like that. But I, I had Timo Meyer on left. So yeah. I didn't, I don't have him on this list, but if no, you want to consider him, if I considered him a right winger for this list, I'd probably have him yeah. around my top 10, if not just slightly in it. Um, yeah, so that's, that's good there. So my number seven is actually Mark Stone. Yeah, good. Yeah. That's a good spot for him. So I have, I have Mark Stone at seven and I, and I, I think the reason I have him at seven, um, isn't for anything he does in the regular season. Cause I think, you know, what you're going to get out of Mark Stone in the regular season, you're going to get mm-hmm. a guy that's anywhere between 70 and, and 80 points every single season. Um, yeah. this past he was 38 points in 43 games. So, um, but then obviously he got, you know, off the IR and then put in for playoffs and he was over a point per game 24 points in 22 games mark yep. stone um does everything very well offensively has a very good release has a good shot um isn't the fastest skater in the world but he's a very powerful skater uh yep. and at the same time he's undoubtedly one of the best defensive forwards in the league um he does a very good job on the defensive side whether that's on the penalty kill or just five on five he really yep. plays his role well there um, so that's why I have uh, Mark Stone at seven. Yeah, no, I yeah I couldn't agree more. I mean, he would probably be around right around there. I mean, maybe I would, I would actually probably move him up, given the given what happened in the playoffs and how and how he was a stud. Um, I'd probably move him up probably to probably about number five for me, to be honest with you. Just looking at my list here. Um, but yeah, no, he's uh, yeah Mark Stone is uh, he's an absolute stud. He's a horse. He's a captain. You know, he's a captain for a reason. He's um, he has a lot of uh, animosity, which I love about him. He really shows his emotion on his sleeve. Love that about him. Um, speaking of emotion, uh, my number seven. My number seven, and I really hope that you have him on your list 
because if you don't, this might be, you know, this, this might be the, the generational gap. If you, it, this is, if you don't have him on your list, I'll be mad. If you do, I hope he's around the same area. Um, Joe Pavelski. Yeah. I, you know what? I can tell by your face. You don't, you, you don't have him on that list at all. That is unbelievable. I, I don't, I don't get it. 77 points. He's a playoff player. Um, I, I he, so well, he used to be a center. He used to that's be a center, why I, I consider moved. Joe Pavelski yeah. a center. I consider yeah. him a center. So he used to be a center, but he got, as he got older, he got moved to the wing. Um, but there is no doubt in my mind that he is a top 10 right winger in the NHL. I'll argue it um, forever because number one is longevity, but number two, he's been able to contribute on good teams in the playoffs for the past few years now, ever since getting traded, you know, from, um, from, uh, it was San Jose, right? Yeah. So, and it, it obviously you, what he did in San Jose speaks for itself. I mean, the guy's a hall of famer, easy ballot, um, could be, could be the best, one of the best net front presence in the NHL, like ever. Um, yeah. um, he's, he's definitely the best right now for sure. Um, but I, I, I would, yeah, I, I think that Joe Pavelski, he's a, he's a leader, he there's a reason that he can elevate his game the way that he has in the playoffs the past couple of years. He's fun to watch. He's, he's a really likable guy. He's older and he's keeping up with all the young bucks. He's clearly in a leadership role doing well with Dallas there. And he was a huge addition, huge addition to that team and helping them get over the hump. And he scored some huge goals too. So um, yeah, I, I, I have him, I have him at my number seven. I think that he's just a, he's a game changer in his own way. He can do anything you ask of him, and he still is putting up numbers. I mean, he's seventy-seven points. He's he was. This is not this is not a this is not a lie. He is plus forty-two, Evan. Yeah, like there that is insane. Um, so yeah, and like I, I know he's on a good team and stuff too, but. Yeah, there's there's not a not a doubt in my mind. Um, I don't I wouldn't put him any higher just because of the names I have above him. But yeah, you know, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, and so. like again, I I consider Pavelski a center. Um, uh -huh. I I very I've always kind of viewed him as the the center on that team. Uh, because yeah. he plays with Robertson, right? Plays on Robertson's line. Yeah, I believe so. He did for a little bit at least. So like, I consider him playing like with Robertson, and Robertson obviously is a left winger. Um. So that's what I considered there. Um, but if, if I did consider him the, the right winger uh, in, on this list, I'd probably have him around the same, if not maybe a little lower, maybe seven or eight. But, yeah, no, that's a good spot there. Um, so my number six is uh, Andre Svechnikov. Oh, wait, what? I have Svechnikov oh, no. number six. As a right winger? Oh, man, I messed Yeah, I was going to say I have him. I definitely have him as a left winger because he's a – he did the yeah I, I, I yeah he's he's a left-handed. Does he play his off wing? I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. Oh damn! Wow. Yeah. Ugh, this sucks. Ev. We gotta we gotta pick like a pool of players, <laughs> or we gotta, yeah. we gotta like focus on one website or something that we can trust because yeah, that would have shifted my list too. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, this, this is um this is a learning curve. Next time we'll do we'll just do like top twenty five 
30 wingers. We'll do the, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll come back to that. We'll continue with this list, obviously on, on the pod, but uh, going forward, next time we do a wingers list, we'll just do yeah. wingers, top wingers. Yeah. All right. Have so to. that makes it. Okay. So I have Svechnikov at six, yeah. very talented for young. Uh, yeah. He's been spot. a, you know, major contributor uh, to, to, you know, to the Canes. Um, I mean, how can you not like Svechnikov? I mean, no, yeah. He's, he's got the funnest name to say in the league. Svechnikov. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's just such a fun name to say. He's a very talented player, and he's a very skillful player. Um, and he's been producing um, you know, at one of the highest levels over the past few seasons. So, got to put him at six here. Couldn't agree with you more. Hey, yeah, no, that's a great spot for him. Um, yeah, I, I'm starting to get into my um, – I have two younger, younger-ish guys, uh, right, right, hanging in there from the five to six range, um, just like you here. Um, yeah, no, yeah, he's, yeah, that that's a great spot for him. I think you could even make the argument that he's above that he that he could he could creep into the top five. Um, but yeah, I mean, you need to see, uh, you need to see a deeper playoff run out of him. You know, he he's he's definitely has the goal scoring ability. It's just, you know, let's let's keep seeing it happen, and he will, you know, he will definitely climb up. He's got to be climbing up on the the Hurricanes like franchise leaders and you know points, goals, and everything. So uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna keep him for a while. I, I can't see him ever being in another uniform. So um, fan favorite too, obviously, like you were saying. Um, yeah. My number six. We're probably gonna start. We're probably gonna start repeating some names here. Um, I would guess. Um, but my number six is William Nylander. Um, I, um, I'll make the case for him. So he, um, I'm, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm a big fan of him. I I love his style of game. Uh, I don't like Toronto in, in the slightest. Um, but he, his, his, um, he is so fun to watch. His skating is incredible. Um, his puck handling is, is next level. And uh, he, he's incredibly fun to watch gallop around the ice. And uh, he, uh, I really, the, the reason that he makes it up here for me personally, not only his points, I mean, I, what does he have? He's got 87, 87 points plus 10. Um, but I, I, that there have been a couple years now, right? Where we've all, you know, everybody's been making fun of Toronto for not making it out of the first round, yada, yada, yada. Um, and, uh, Nylander and Spezza were the two were the only two guys that showed up for the playoffs in a couple of those years um, that they lost in the first round. So I, I uh, he I really think that um, I think that speaks volumes. And of course, he's the you know number four out of four you know for signed you know for big money signed players out for for Toronto. So um, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up because um, you know I don't think Toronto's going to make it work. So I, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be like Colorado. I think Colorado will make room for him. Uh, yeah. But but um, or even a team like Seattle, like a dark horse like that, would be really cool to see too. So um, yeah, no, uh, Nylander, he's yeah. I I just I'm a little bit biased. I'll admit it. But yeah. So now, so now, um, obviously, we're gonna have a little different of a you know top five, top six here because yeah, I had one guy at my honorable mentions a. I'm going to assume that you have uh, in your top five, which yeah. is uh, probably the biggest difference of this list. But um, at number five for myself, getting the top five, I actually do have William Nylander. Okay. Um, 
again, I'm a really big fan of Nylander's game. I, am um, I think he's really been one of the positive bright spots, like you mentioned, uh, for Toronto over the past at least three years, at least when like the people were blaming Tavares or blaming Matthews or blaming Turner. The guy out of the big four, the guy out of the big four that was being paid, that was constantly showing up, was 88. So yeah. um, I I really like William Nylander, and I think he fits perfectly for myself at five and for yourself at six. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's the perfect spot for him. I mean, it's, it's obviously, I, I just, he has the, he has the game changing ability. He has all the tools um, and he has, he has shown them. So I think it'd be criminal to leave him off this list um, entirely. You know, obviously it's going to be, you know, it's, I think when I, when I hit the top five here, these are a different caliber of player um, in my opinion. You know what I mean? These are just, these are the cream of the crop. They just, they have the, they have that X factor. Right. And like, I think sure. Nylander is right on that cusp. I think he can definitely hit it. And you know what, if he doesn't hit it with Toronto, that, you know, that's, you know, it might be, it might be harder for him to not do what he's doing without, you know, without being in Toronto, who knows. Um, but I'm assuming he's going to be traded to a contender and probably sign long-term. Um, I'm trying to think, hold on a second. Taylor Hall's a left winger, right? He's left-handed. Well, yeah, I mean, Taylor Hall, though, would probably be – I mean, Taylor Hall would have to be on, like, your fringe, right? No, no, I'm saying he's left-handed. No, he's left-handed, so he would be a Taylor left Hall's winger. left-handed, yeah. Yeah, Taylor Hall. No, Hall's no, you, no, you see – you don't see – do you see where I'm oh. going with this or no? Oh, Taylor Hall, when he came to Buffalo, was a left-winger. Yeah. No, do you know, Do you see where I'm going with this or no? Kind of. Calling it right now, we'll do hot take. Hot take with Fraz. Um I think that William Nylander, I think I think William Nylander is at least going to be pursued, or he will end up on Chicago Blackhawks. Really? Who do they have on right? Uh, well, they they have Anthony Cu. Would he be a right winger? He's a left. He's a left-handed though, so he could play off wing. I'm sure. He's up there. Realistically, why would why would why if you're Chicago, why would you oh. not push after him if you have if you have the cap space? Yeah, and he's and he's still young, and he's only getting better. It's not like you're you're going to get a guy that's thirty years old. I mean, what's what's Nylander, 25, 26? You imagine you could you imagine that top line: Hall, Bedard, Nylander? I would assume that the long term they would split them up, but just for Bedard's rookie year. <sighs> insane anyway anyways um okay yeah so you have you um it's uh my my number five now right yes okay well we're staying in toronto um we're going with mitch marner uh you know i for me i could have you know i could have put him at six and and nylander at five kind of but um but marner is you know he he actually realistically he is a game changer um, the only thing, the only argument you can make is the playoff thing. Um, but I mean, the guy's got 99 points. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he's just a stud. He's an absolute, you know, he, he's a complete game changer out there. Um, love his game needs to show up in the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. But I'm just saying in my, my argument would be if you're looking at all the right wingers in the NHL, you look at all of them and you, you know, you do a skills competition and you do a hockey IQ and you do a, you know, a, a shooting and a passing, you know, all the tools. Marner is definitely top five on that list for me. 
So um, because of that alone, you know, yeah, he's getting a little bit of help because he's playing with some of the best players in the world on, on that Toronto team. Doesn't mean they get anywhere, right? But it just I'm just saying it, I think that they, you know, he is getting help there, but there's no doubt that Marner is, you know, you know, one of the top players in the league. And I, I think it's hard to it's hard to argue that. This is uh this is supposed to be a Toronto a, a non fan of Toronto podcast. I think we have yeah. to be fans of Toronto for a little bit here because we have to acknowledge, you know, their top players in in, in, in a good sense, I guess, because we're making a top ten list. Um and in continuing on that, so I do have Marner at four. Okay. Uh, I have Mitch Marner at four here. Um you know, the thing with him in the playoffs, like it, it's the timely moments for him because like his overall yeah. numbers aren't too bad. 47 no. points, 50 games. No. He had 14 and 11 this past year. It's just like showing up when it matters. Like there'll be some games where they'll get blown out and then he shows up. Yeah. Right. But yeah. then and so it makes his point. It makes his fight. point total look really good. Yeah, but there'll be some games where like, or he'll, or he'll have a bad game, but like he'll fill up like the stat sheet because of the power play. Right. Um, or, or whatever it is. I mean, still, you know, it's still, he produces in the, in the playoffs. It's just, you would like to see a little better. Like you would like to see him take mm-hmm. over in certain moments when it's one, one, you'd like to see Marner put one in the back in the net or put one on Matthew's stick for a tap in, right? Um, number four for that, but yeah, Marner at four. I mean, you can't really go wrong there. No. You could really have Marner as high as three for me. I think you can go as, I think the highest he can go is three. That's, that's for me, but I have him at four. Really? I'd like to see who you'd kick out. For number three, because my I think number the highest, three is solid. Yeah, I think mine is two. I know. I, I think I think there's a gap at three, but I could see an argument for three if you like. Oh really? Style. All right. Well, I'm gonna we're gonna circle back to that because I'm interested in that. Um, my number four, my number four. We're not gonna we're not gonna get long winded about it again. But my four is uh, Patrick Kane. Um, I I think he still has it. I don't. I I, I can't leave him out of the top five. Um, uh, for right wingers in the NHL. Like that's just a crime for anybody yeah. my age, I think. Um, yeah, it's Patty Kane, man. Like I, 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 there's not much else to say. Um, absolute stud superstar NHL. He's got a big name. Like, yeah, it could be a little bit too big for, you know, what he's providing now, but you know, I, and, and also he's coming off of uh, the double hip surgery or whatever. So he's uh, yeah. Like right now is a, right now it's easy to hate him. It's easy to hate his game. It's easy to, to to hate on the guy, but I don't know, man. It's Patty Kane. I mean, I, I just, I can't, I, I can't, I'm not going to hate the guy. I'm never, I'm even, I'm, I'm a Red Wing fan. And I, you know, he was on the, those Chicago teams that just, you know, it was either, it was either Detroit or Chicago that was, you know, making a really strong, deep run. And like, you know, they always run into each other. So like, I, I'm saying that, you know, I say that with the same thing about Crosby and Malkin too. It's like, it's like they, these guys are superstars. Like you can't, you can't leave him off. You can't, I can't leave him off this where he is right here. So um, let's get into the top three, man. I, I'm really excited to hear who you would possibly switch out Marner with. Um, and number three, I have Miko Rantanen. Okay. Yeah. So at Rantanen um, at three, mm-hmm. um, I mean, 105 points in 82 mm-hmm. games, uh, kind of the same stat line as Marner mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Uh, you know, 10 points in seven games, Rantanen, uh, you know, a guy that just is like a, a power for it at sometimes it feels like, I mean, like you can't get the puck off his stick. Um, he's very skillful. Um, people are like, Oh, he wants to have these stats. Cause he, you know, plays with the kid. No. Like, I mean, we've seen 
the avalanche without McKinnon. We've seen Ranton and take yeah. over as the top guy. He's yeah, just yeah. that good of a player. And they're tier one of right wingers in the NHL. Um, agree more. And you can't really, you know, place them anywhere else. I mean, again, there's a couple guys that may have an argument um, for three. But again, that's that's really getting the play style based and oh. kind of who you want at right wing. But myself, like I I want Ranton in the playoffs. He plays the game the right way in the play or in the, mm-hmm. the regular season and then in the postseason as well. Yep, I uh, yep couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, I'm so let me um I, I'll, let me let me solidify. I'd like to try to attempt to solidify your pick because I think you're a hundred. 100% right with putting Rantanen over Marner. And the reason is because if you had to take a, it let's, you know, I, I obviously this is an individual list, but if you had to pick a duo, if you had to pick a duo, would you rather, would you rather have McKinnon and Rantanen or would you rather have Matthews and Marner? Yeah. And the interesting thing about that question, it's like, you're not really like ranking, like you're not like taking a, like a look at a duo and there's really not like, one guy that's like superbly better than the other. Like what I mean yeah. by that is like, like Matthews and McKinnon are both number one centers. Yeah. So they kind of equal each other out. And then the same thing for Ranton and, and Marner, they're both number so one. Yeah, the way I, or number the one way I see it, the way so I, I see would probably it, take McKinnon and Ranton and just oh, cause yeah. they're both like, I like McKinnon's game yeah. a little more than Matthews and vice versa with Ranton and on Marner. Like, so that's the reason why. So that's so you yeah you said it but like that's exactly what I think I mean I I think that puts it in a better perspective because it's like like yeah Rantanen is playing with arguably the better center probably the more complete center um but I mean yeah I I I can't I can't see a world where you would pick Marner over Rantanen you know what I mean because. Yeah. I mean, Marner is a passer. Matthews is a shooter. Rantanen is both, and McKinnon is both. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I'd say McKinnon is is is. I actually know. I was about to say McKinnon's more of a shooter, but I I wouldn't even say that. I'd say Rantanen is, if anything. Yeah, obviously. Rant- but I but because I of that, more as a goal scorer. Beca- yeah. So so do I. I mean, because of that in itself, I think that I think that's why I would uh, agree with you. And and that is also. Now here's the thing. Would you rather pair Marner with Ovechkin or Ranton with Ovechkin? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, that's an obvious Marner. Yeah, so that's why I like play style and stuff like that. Like, would you rather? Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. You know it, yeah, that you know that's what it comes down to. It, like, that yeah, I mean, like, you, like, you can't have too many cooks in the kitchen for sure, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that, it does it does matter a little bit, but. You know, like, um, like you say, you say kitchen, like Marner's the guy taking the order and bringing the order back to Ovechkin. Yeah. He's just cooking it up. Yeah. He's cooking yeah. up filet. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's, yeah. it's medium rare for sure. Yeah. Medium rare, um, medium rare is the way to get it. Oh my God. I'm going to make one right after this too. It's crazy that you just said that. Um, okay. So yeah, no surprise here. I have Rantanen at my number three as well. I'm not going to get too long winded about it. You said it amazingly. His size, his presence, his uh, versatility, unbelievable. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that he's got more cups in him too, wherever he ends up if he doesn't stay in Colorado. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's hard not to – you know, it's funny too because um, 
this one last point on him. I I never really realized how good Miko Rantanen was um, because of all the star power on Colorado. And he did a great job of like kind of flying under the radar a little bit because everybody was so focused on McKinnon, McCarr, and Kadri that year. Like everybody was so focused on them that it really opened up space for Rantanen. And he just, he lit it apart, man. He lit it apart. He used his size and he used his shot and he was so effective. So, uh, yeah, I think he's an easy, easy shoe in for number three. And let's see if we're getting an argument at number two for you. Number two, I have David Prosser. What? Yeah. What? All right. Yeah, I'm, I, I I have Pasternak at uh at two. Um, okay. I mean, 113 points in 82 games. Uh, I think with me and Pasternak is like, it's 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 really hard to like go one and two here because the guy at one, the guy at two are both phenomenal talented players. But like, yeah, I, I wanted to see something from Pasternak in the playoffs, and it's really hard to knock Pasternak in the playoffs just because the entire Boston team really let themselves down. Yeah, but it's just. I don't, I don't know. I just wish I saw a little more from Pasternak there. And, man, it's, it's just really hard, like, not to put Pasternak one, but it's the guy I have at number one, I just prefer over the guy I have at number two. That's really all it is. It's really hard because, like, they literally had identical regular seasons. Like, yeah. you can't say one guy had a much better regular season because, like, both yeah. of them were, were right that and there. Couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I – um. I wish I could show you right now or else it would, you know, it would just make me look really weird grabbing my computer like it. But um, right before, right before I joined the call to get on the podcast, I switched. I switched. I put rant or I put, um, I put Pasternak at number one and Kucherov at two. Um, Cause yeah. I had him flip flop. I had Kucherov number one. Um, the reason is, the reason is, because I thought the same thing you did. Everything you just said is obviously correct. But you're missing out one key factor. If you, if as a, as a complete, and we're not talking about a complete player right now, but as a complete offensive player, you know, what do you need? You need skating. You know, you obviously it's a speed. You need a shot. You need playmaking ability. You know, you think everything. I personally, I think that Pasternak is a better playmaker. Really? Than Nikita now, Kucherov. I think I think Kucherov's a better playmaker than Pasternak. I think Kucherov has a better shot. I think Kucherov, I think if you wanted to run a power play with two guys, I'm running a power play with Kucherov. Okay, but a power play is an ever, but that's the thing though. Well, I will. Well, who's a better five on, okay, if I had to ask you who's a better five on five player, who would you say? Jeff Skinner. <laughs> and boom, the absolutely you would i can attest to that you would say that um but yeah no i i i think i because so you're right i don't think either of us are wrong i think it's a it really is a toss-up and it's fine it's good that we finally disagreed too by the way on number one and number two um i i think that kucherov he so they both finished with the same amount of points. Which um, is crazy, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But who had more help? I mean. Because I don't think there's a clear winner in that. You can make the argument that 
Well, I think Boston was the better team this year. Definitely. I think this year Boston was a better Who had the team. better power play, though? I mean, I think both their power plays are are, are, are very oh, good. 1A and, and 1B. I mean, I, I think uh, that McAvoy is a very good quarterback on the power play. Mm-hmm. But I also think Hedman's a very good quarterback as well. Um, just like not player wise, I think they both do a well, real relatively great job. Um, obviously, uh, Boston, you have Marshawn and Bergeron, which I think on the power play, I think, I think, I think fundamentally in stuff like that, they're a little more smarter players than maybe Stan Coast and others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Stuff like that, and I think defensively, posture. I think I think Tampa. I think Tampa Bay's power play is more effective than Boston's. Probably just because they have a couple more weapons, but I so. overall, I, I I think I think Boston. I think Boston is a better is an easier job in the D zone. This past season, he plays with two very good defensive forwards in Bergeron and Marshawn. I think. I think well, I think this year. I think this year, Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman were the best goalie tandem in the league. So you know, so, did did you know that Kucherov? The reason that he went in the third round, not only because of his size, was because he had no defensive game. Did you did you know yeah. that? Because I didn't know that until recently. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Know okay. That. Okay. So he, yeah, he was he was not he was projected third or fourth rounder. Um, uh, Iserman and Breezeball like saw like saw like potential in him, so they you know they they took him in the third round as a, like a, a swing, you know, a swing for the fences sort of thing because his offensive game was unbelievable, but the guy didn't know where the D zone was. And um, because of that, you know, he fell dramatically and also his size did not help. Um, but, and, and, and because of that, and, and there was a, um, there was an interview that um, John Cooper had with, um, I forget who it was with. I, it could have been spit and chiclets. It could have, I'm not sure exactly. It could have been TSN too. Uh, but they talked about Kucherov and how how much he's you know changed over the years, and the, he he said that like when he came into the league and like they were they were really worried they were really worried and when he got there they were he was a little bit better than what they thought but like in order for him to be a superstar in the NHL like he could be because of his offensive ability he needed to dramatically work on his D zone, and he said that Kucherov he tr- he tried he tried he tried and it just didn't click didn't click didn't click. And then they finally found a system that really worked for him. And then like, you know, guys like Stamkos, like, you know, figured out how to fit with him. And they, they built what they did is they had chemistry offensively, obviously, because these, you know, they're a couple offensive dynamos, but they actually found a way to build chemistry defensively. That was how he phrased it. And I think that's a really yeah. interesting point because that, that, so basically what John Cooper was trying to say, you know, in fancy words was that they were hiding, they were hiding his, his, um, you know, his, 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 yeah, yeah. Cause like, he's not, he's not a defensive player. He's not at all. Um, so because of that, that's another, because of that, that strict, that strict fact that like, he is just not even close to as good as a defensive player, like it compared to most NHL players. I think that's another reason why I put past, uh, Pasternak ahead of him. Yeah. Um, yes, you can make the, you, you listen, you could talk about it all day. Like which guy has more help. Oh, this guy's better on yeah. the power play. You know, all oh, this guy's on a better line in the regular season. You know, this guy's on better team. Like you could, you can, you can talk about that all day. Um, but obviously this is a list and we're, we're going one V one. I think I, as much as good as Kucherov is, as a playmaker, I, 
I definitely think that Pasternak is way more deceptive and a better stick handler. Sure. Um, but then again, I'll give the shot to Kucherov. But that gap with the shot, to me, isn't as big as the gap with the playmaking and stick handling. So because of that, individually, Pasternak for me goes ahead. For you, I totally see your point. Clutch factor. Yeah. I mean, you could see, you could definitely make the argument with the clutch factor too. Uh, Pasternak no, is not ridiculous. Yeah. Kucherov has got to be one of the greatest playoff performers. Oh yeah, absolutely. In history. So, yeah. So I mean, that that argument right there could completely dismantle everything I just said. So I, I mean, <laughs> it, there's oh, it, it really could. It really could. It just depends on how you see the game. Um, no, it, it really does. So um, I don't know. Either way, they're both nasty. Um, finally, we disagree on one though, Ev. I'm, I'm, I'm happy it finally happened. I think this was definitely the closest list we had. Um, you know what I mean? Like closest with, yeah. uh, with, in terms of, um, of player like differences, because, uh, there, you know, there's a lot of guys that you could swap out here. Um, so, because there's a lot of people that are going to agree with you where it's like, Hey, Kane's like, Kane's like not a top 10 right winger in the league right now like, yeah and then there's going to be the other half that are like you know probably more like me and they're just going to be like are you kidding like of course he's top five. top 10 he's top five you know yeah so sure. um yeah so I, I don't know but either way that was that was good that was a really i think, that's a, I, think I really think the the top five of the list was really the most interesting part like oh 100 the, the top the top 10 was you know give or take maybe a couple guys that are right wingers and left wingers and yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough one. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, for for next year, for next year, we'll uh, we'll log it in that we're just gonna do top twenty wingers in general or something, and no. just kind of battle it out there. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I think that I think that was a really good list, and I think that's gonna do it for uh, yeah. episode five of the Wings with Blue Cheese podcast. Absolutely, and, um, all hockey today. All yeah, hockey. all hockey. Almost in uh, almost a two hour show of just mm. all hockey with three segments. <laughs> I couldn't imagine if we actually had uh, five segments on the show go I know. for four hours. What we'd go for, yeah. No, right? We log hours but on this thing, man. We do. We do log hours. But that's going to do it for episode five of the Wings of Blue Cheese podcast. If you want to go follow any of us on social media and see what we're up to after the show, um, to my right, Joel, you can uh, you know shout out your socials if you want. Yeah, it's right there. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's my same. It's the same for X now, formerly known as Twitter. Um, but yeah, yes. So I, I, uh, I'm not too much of a social media presence, uh, like Evan is, but, um, you know, if you care about what's going on in my life, then, you know, please send me a follow. I follow back. I don't, I don't bite. Um, been really into, been really, I picked up a new sport lately, Ev. Um, I, uh, I picked up wakeboarding. Um, I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, it's a little bit dangerous, uh, uh, you know, because you're just going kind of fast. You hit the water hard sometimes, but uh, finally got good at it, and we're hitting some pretty pretty big wakes. And um, I don't have a wake boat or anything, but my goodness, is that uh, it's it's something really it's something really fun once you get good at it. So um, when Evan and I do a live show, I don't I hope I'm not spoiling anything here, but when Evan and I do a live show at the uh, NFL draft when they come to Detroit um, next year. Uh, we are, uh, we're definitely going to get Evan's first, um, we're going to post it. We're going to get Evan's first, uh, experience on a wakeboard. So, um, right. also I'm going to put the pressure on myself now too. 
Um, I will be creating a, um, a social media platform for this yep. podcast. And then we're going to get a couple short clips and hopefully post a couple every week just to keep, uh, you know, the people that don't want to listen to the entire two hours of Joel and Evan talking about, you know, nonsense <laughs> to, yeah. to most. Yeah. Um, right. So, um, you know, we're going to keep, we're going to do some of those and uh, post them out. Hopefully we get some following back and uh, yep. maybe it brings some more attention, but uh, either way to those that actually do suffer through these two hours with us, you know, every week, thank you. Um, we genuinely do appreciate you. Um, you know, please reach out to us. Like, tell us, you know, give us, give us feedback, please. Uh, you know, if yeah, I don't care how ruthless it is, if we need to make them shorter, tell us like, um, yeah. but uh, really, I, I really do appreciate it. And uh, yeah. I'm sure Evan, you do too. So. Yeah, no, yeah, as well. And once that social media is created, probably have it done, you know, within this next week and get it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna put the pressure on myself. I need to do it finally. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and yeah. that that can go for the like Instagram, make a TikTok, Twitter. I don't know. We'll have the same thing. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. We can definitely do a TikTok. That'd be funny. Um. Yeah, because TikTok, it's views for everything. Evan's so, TikTok uh, famous, so you guys definitely go check out Bill's fanatics or. Oh yeah, and on TikTok, my personal accounts got. Like eighty five hundred followers, and then yeah. they stop posting. Like, like, like unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, yeah, right. I have like half a million likes on the account too. Uh, oh, I believe six hundred thousand. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it uh, for myself. You can follow me right here. Uh, Evan H seven six. That is uh, X. That's what it's called now. And then on Instagram at Evan Harrington underscore sixty three. Yeah. So it's gonna do it for episode five of the Wings of Cluchies podcast. We'll be back next week with more. NHL, NFL, and whatever content we get to, and a social media. Absolutely. That's what we're gonna. That is what the big announcement yeah, we'll have for next. That's the goal. Social media, right? <laughs> right. We're not living Absolutely. in the caveman days anymore. We're not living no, in the 1990 not. podcast days. We well, we Absolutely. have social media, so we're gonna do that as well. Yes. And, uh, thank you, you for everyone listening. Thank you for everyone listening. We'll see you guys next week. Go Sabers. Go Wings. <laughs> All right. See you guys. See ya.